0: This is Dyes EX, the podcast, episode 289, for the week of February 19th, 2012. Hey, hey, good morning and good evening, whatever it is for you. Welcome to Dyes and EX.
1: The podcast.
0: That's right. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dyes Ex. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Once again, that voice coming to me through the internet tubes from Japan. Julian, welcome to the show. Welcome back. You were here last time we recorded, though, so it's not too different.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to make it a regular habit since I am technically part of the staff. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah, what's going on? Well, you know, it's uh, getting to be towards the end of February. Uh, I got lots of giri choco on Valentine's Day.
0: Ah. Oh, nice, nice. You have to reciprocate at some point, right?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't want to encounter the wrath of teenage girls' scorn, so maybe I'll just buy something that I can give to everyone.
0: Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's included.
1: Yes, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, how does it work? Is it because they like like you, or is it because you, they just have to because you're a teacher? Like, how does this work?
1: Well, um, I think it's kind of in between. Okay. Uh, the, it's not that kind of like. At least I, I hope not, because that would make things complicated. Well, they, they do like me that okay. way. I think, but um. I hope better than my coworker. <laughs> All right then. Anyway,
0: Julian work trauma here on the show. Yes,
1: <laughs> I will beat him. <laughs> right. Where was I? But I don't know. At the same t- at the same time, no one's forcing them to give me candy. Right, right. I think they they give it to me because they know that I I like chocolate. Okay, fair point. Maybe because they told them I would give them a better grade.
0: Oh, I see how it works. Kidding, kidding. Bribes. (laughs) Bribes to and fro in Japan. This is why you're getting ahead of your home country. Bribes of chocolate.
1: I'll get complacent, and then when I go back to the U.S., my wife is going to remind me one day, why didn't you give me chocolate? I think, "Uh (laughs)
0: uh-oh. Uh well, that's good. We look forward to your eventual return, anyway. So, uh, thanks for joining yes. me here on this fine Sunday morning for me, Sunday late evening for you.
1: Yes, it's a late one, but I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. Yes, all right. I'm not going to be asleep. So
0: we got Julian off there in Japan. That leaves me only other dude this week, Mike Vegito Ex. I am the the dude that made all this stuff, and then I brought Julian along for the ride. And been many many years, we're having a good time. So, all right, what are we gonna untap this episode? We oh man, we've Dragon Ball on. Line has been this rumored thing and then it, it became real and then kind of went away for a while and then it was really, really real and people were playing it and then it expanded out into some other territories and I think China is still expecting it at some point if it's not already out there. Crazy, crazy times. The thing is, it's being developed in Korea so uh, our exposure to the original source material in this case, the game itself is uh, very limited but thankfully, some folks have been putting some more stuff out there there and uh our buddy jake herms over at constantine decided one day you know what i'm gonna translate everything now of course jake doesn't know korean but it turns out that google translate goes really really well from korean to japanese and then from that oh, point yeah. <laughs> we can kind of take things from there so uh that's how this translation went jake did a new translation of the dragon ball online timeline and if you don't know what's up with that we're gonna cover all that stuff so julian you and i we're gonna kind of go through the timeline and banter it about this episode. I feel kind of bad that Jake's not with us, but it's early morning over here and he's a couple hours behind me and it's late night for you. Oh,
1: well. I'm sorry, dude. It happens. (laughs) And if I could just say one thing about the Korean, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Because Japanese and Korean are very similar in terms of grammar. Right, right. And also Chinese borrowings. And in general, the two countries are a lot more similar than either of them will ever admit.
0: And they do not (laughs) like each other. No. Never have. feel like never will. All right. So that's what uh, our topic is gonna be this week. We do have a couple bits of stuffage to toss out there before Before we get into news and then our topic, I do want to note that my review of the recent Psycho Jump bonus DVD, the one that came with the March 2012 issue of Psycho Jump that includes episode of Bardock and plan to eradicate the super science, that is up and live on the website, so you can check that out. And Julian, you have a little announcement about this for later in the episode.
1: Yes, thanks to my living in Japan and there being a bookstore near the train station on my way home from work, I have a copy of the issue of Psycho Jump with the bonus DVD that we will be giving away to a lucky listener.
0: Well lucky uh read the review we'll see <laughs> <laughs> well
1: re- relatively speaking right right i
0: mean it wasn't that expensive if you wanted to order it, shipment was kind of a pain but the the thing was this is a monthly issue and retailers online like uh, cd japan they only get so many copies they sold a bunch more and uh it was kind of strange they sold out a bunch of pre-orders it went away for a while and then i think we convinced them that no we can sell about another 20 probably today if you put up another batch of them so i think they did and sold all those out as well. If you didn't pre-order it, you pretty much can't get it at this point. So if you didn't have a chance to order it or don't have the capacity to order it, you can enter our contest later this episode. We'll give you two weeks. Stay tuned for all those details for the end of the show. Guess the only other thing I want to mention before the news, uh, our buddy Lance is doing some great work. We've finished up our manga review of Awesomeness after, what was it, four, almost five years that we went through that volume by volume (laughs) through the manga, dissecting it reviewing it. We've moved on to the Dragon Ball GT review of Awesomeness But Lance. You may know him from our forum as Gaffer Tape. Uh, He's doing his own kind of spin on that from all the way back at the beginning of the series. He's doing it in video format. You can check that out. I will provide a link to it. His first episode I think he did an absolutely wonderful job and I am so on board with his take on character names. I'm glad I have someone else I can bank on. I think it's me it's Lance, it's Rachel. We're the only ones. We're, We're flying that flag for blooma but uh i don't know if <laughs> anyone else wants to take up our cause but you can check out lance's video i think it's pretty fantastic uh, if you're itching right. for more manga related content it's a good place to go so julian that's it you ready to do some news i think i am We've got some great news for you this week. Stuff all over the place, bunch of Funimation news, bunch of Japan related news. First thing we'll get you started with here. On February 8th, Funimation put out a new survey, online survey you could take. It was called Dragon Box what's next you help us choose and it started off with funimation is considering releasing additional dragon boxes very very interesting timing Mm. on this of course we know by now that funimation has suspended all their work on their remastered blu-ray release of the dragon ball z tv series they got through two volumes in the span of six months that project was announced and then killed off so the question here is, all right, they're not going to be working on that anymore. They don't really have any active new Dragon Ball products on the market, other than Kai right now, which is going to be finishing up relatively soon. Even that's moving into, as you'll hear in the next news, repackaged sets. So with nothing new on the market, Funimation's in kind of a pickle because Dragon Ball has really always been their big money maker. So they want to keep something fresh on there instead of repackaged stuff. Now, Dragon boxes would still be repackaged stuff at this point, in a way. I mean, it's all material that had come out before, but they would be right. in a different type of remastering. So, Julian, is that really all we can read into this? It's the, shit, no more Blu-rays, let's think of something next to do?
1: Right. I think they're trying to do something where they don't have to do the restoration themselves, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, And And my, my interpretation of this is that maybe... They're either thinking about throwing something else out there so people will continue to be interested or something just to save face, basically, because this yeah. is kind of a, a huge debacle. It makes it look like they had no idea what they were doing going into this. Yeah, so. totally, totally.
0: I, I think that's a great way to phrase it, too, saving face a little bit. It's that we're really sorry and you don't want to do nothing. You want to have something. Right. So I almost feel like dragon boxes would be a cheap way. I mean, they would still have to do new license negotiations and all that stuff, but sounds like they're considering it. The only thing I do want to read is their disclaimer at the bottom of the survey, before anyone jumps to conclusions. Um, their disclaimer reads now, before anyone starts to go into conniptions, this is not a guarantee that we will be releasing more Dragon Boxes. At this point, we are considering it, but we need input from all of our fans. So, if you want to see your favorite Dragon Ball saga, get the limited edition Dragon Box treatment, make sure you take this survey, and tell all your friends to take get to the more responses we get the better now the survey goes through it's the first question is which would you like to see next gt the movies or the original tv series the question how long you've been a fan blah, blah 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 what's your favorite sagas and portions What? how old are you what's your annual household income what's your social security number all that good stuff oh i hope
1: they don't ask no, that. no,
0: they don't ask that. <laughs> of course not <laughs> (laughs) So uh, if you have not taken this survey, uh, I definitely suggest doing it. And even if you're not interested in the Dragon Boxes, take the survey and say that as well. I mean, I think any input they can get would be appreciated at this point. Of course, we're uh, hoping they would move into the Dragon Boxes. The series need them in different ways. And I don't know how to describe it. I mean, the blue bricks are pretty decently okay. They're zoomed in, though, a little bit. And that's a concern. Uh, The audio is not very good on that. And it's not particularly great compared to the Dragon Boxes either. GT uh, needs a little less, but we lost the next episode previews in the move to the green bricks. Uh, There was something else. I can't remember which one was progressive and which one was interlaced. I think it was GT that ended up still being interlaced. Um, I always get that wrong. Uh, And still got the new logo on there with the the Barry Watson shiny hard edges logo at that point. So uh, the movies, Mm. I think, even though Funimation has put the most work into the movies, it seems, over time, They did their remastered double features, which got Blu-ray releases as well. The audio quality on Dragon Box the Movies is just spec- Spectacular. You heard, and it's kind of an unfair comparison because it's the oldest movie of the bunch, but Funimation's release of Dragon Ball Movie 1, when that finally came out, they put out its Curse of the Blood Rubies. The audio on that is so muffled and garbled and kind of unlistenable. You hear mm. what Toei had for Dragon Box and Movies from the actual Audio Masters. It's a world of difference. So, uh, I'm just gonna play that clip again here in the podcast, and it's been recompressed about three times by the time you're getting it here in your ears, but it doesn't matter. You really? can hear the
1: difference there. うどい
0: and I know, Julian, you would take issue with this. And I know Jake always takes issue with it. Uh, I cut that clip in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> so uh, Why? I, I, well, it was just the way that Joe Giannami kind of pulls down what he's saying there. And I didn't want the clip to go on too long. And if you don't know Japanese, it sounds natural <laughs> enough, so I, uh, I do apologize for that, but I didn't want, you know, a two-minute clip of narration from the beginning. But anyway, uh, is there anything else to say about this uh, Dragomox survey news? I feel like we kind of tore it apart, and it's just a simple little survey.
1: Well, I guess that does kind of cover it until we get more information. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd, it'd be nice if they decide to release something else, but we can only wait and see at this point.
0: Yep, they got nothing to announce. Take the survey. All right, uh, one more Funimation thing before we're It over to Japan for a little bit. Uh, Kai season updates. Now, back in August, Funimation released a season one pack of Kai that contained, um, I guess you'd say combined, the first two parts, episodes one through 13, and then 14 through 26. There were a lot of shenanigans with this one. It was getting pulled from online listings. I think it went up and down from Amazon twice. We all assumed it was because of the Kenji Yamamoto score, but Uh. as far as we know, it still has the Kenji Yamamoto score on it. Well, um, um, a couple weeks back, we talked about parts one through four being officially discontinued in favor of season sets. Now, this makes sense because we know that parts one through four, Funimation released those all with the Yamamoto score. Parts five onward all exclusively contained the Shinsuke Kikuchi replacement score. Funimation told Crunchyroll that season two would be coming in the summer. Well, the uh, May solicitations are out. Both season one, which is... I don't know if you call this a re-release or a re-re-release at this point. And (laughs) season two are due out on May 22nd. So replacing those parts one through four. Julian, if if part one comes out and still has the Kenji Yamamoto score, I kind of have to wonder what the hell they're doing at this point, right?
1: (laughs) I think they're just having a very bad day at the office. I
0: know. someone's literally okay. falling asleep at the encoding machine at this point
1: yes i've got these masters all done up and wait a second which ones which again shouldn't have left them next to each other i know <laughs> got to send them off to the printing factory we have to assume these will be kikuchi right one would hope oh dear
0: kind of frightening kind of scary kind of amusing all wrapped into one yeah wasn't kai just a disaster through and through <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I tell you it didn't seem like they knew exactly what they were doing going into it.
0: All right, Julian, take it over to Japan. What we got going on?
1: Okay. Well, uh, for those of you who missed out on the episode of Bardock the first time, you're in luck. Nao Oishi's manga version of the new Bardock story was originally printed in August, September, and October, 2011 V-Jump Issues. And of course, we have that review up on the site. But all three chapters will be coming to the April 2012 V-Jump. So if you missed out on it last year, this is a great chance to grab it all in one shot.
0: Yeah, man, they're just following up on this Bardock stuff
1: <laughs> constantly. Yes. Well, it's what they got.
0: <laughs> yeah. At this point, I, I'd love just a Naho Oishi Kansenban-style release. I mean, we've got enough at this point. We got this. We got the Jump Super Animator special. Got enough SD chapters at this point. Pack it all together. I'm good to go, man.
1: Right. Well, we'll see what they come out with. I'm always up for some new material.
0: Yeah. Well, hint, hint. SD is that new material sort of.
1: Mm, it would be more interesting if It were more new and less rehashing what already was without any...
0: Uh, I don't know. She's starting to throw some gags into the most recent chapters. Did you actually check out this issue that you bought?
1: I haven't opened it up, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you need to look at it.
1: Just got the DVD.
0: (laughs) Last month's issue and this month's issue. uh, They each have at least one really, really solid gag in there. So you need to check that out.
1: Yes, one solid yeah
0: man. one solid g- i know all right <laughs> let me talk some video game stuff here uh earlier in the month the website blistered thumbs they posted up a report saying namka bandai was working on a dbz action game for the Kinect on the xbox 360 if you're not into the video game scene that's the camera that looks at you and you do things waggling your arms around no controllers necessary well this past week silicon era noted a rating for a dbz action game on the korean rating board's website basically confirming its existence at the this point there's no word on a release date or territories or pricing anything like that but if there's a rating for it i have to imagine it's pretty far along in its development i'm just kind of shocked we haven't heard anything about it in uh any kind of shueisha related publication uh doesn't sound like it's going to be an american exclusive if korea is getting it so i don't know julian there was uh someone asked on the forum recently in response to my news update about this which is you know 360 is just never done well in japan i know you're not huge into the gaming scene. But do you think you could provide any kind of information? Why doesn't Microsoft do all that well over there?
1: Well, I don't know. I think part of it is just that it's kind of, you know, a separate thing unto itself. Whereas Japan, you have the stalwarts of Sony and Nintendo chugging along as they have been. Yeah. And well, I don't know. Microsoft, I think also tends to target much more heavily the sort of demographics that are gamers in the U.S. Um, a lot of first-person shooters and
0: you know that's, games that's, like that. That's the standard response, and I always point back, a couple years ago, Microsoft went heavy into the Japan market. They snatched up Mistwalker to do Blue Dragon for them. That was Hironobu Sakaguchi and Akira Toriyama. You don't get much more Japan than that. So they did that, they did I think they had a Tales game at some point eternal sonata came out first on the 360 they were going big time after japanese and specifically rpg developers but it still just did not work is there really just this I do not do you call it xenophobia toward the american products
1: i don't think it's xenophobia it's just i just think it's the the general attitude towards the the platform and that i don't know there's the just gen- general perception that it um, so it's,
0: it's more just perception. So it's not even really an accurate gauge of it,
1: right? Well, I don't think it's necessarily entirely accurate. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't really have numbers that I, I can't say whether right. it's done really poorly.
0: Well, it has. I think the Kinect has sold in the hundreds at this point, <laughs> something like that in Japan.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, it's probably not that bad. It's probably in a couple thousands at this point. But yeah, when the numbers were coming out, it was just terrible. Yeah,
1: they do do they do do commercials and things. They do. They they of course, tried the angle that they used for Kinect was, I think, there was uh, some kind of music game where you had to, like, do the dance along with the song, and they used an AKB song. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: They're, they're this is not something that. that I want. Well, no, that's you, though. I mean, the deal with Connect is you need enough room to move around and be seen for it to kind of gauge and tell the space yeah, in the
1: room. That would kind of be a stroke against it in Japan as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's an accurate statement, right? Most people don't have that kind of room.
1: Well, Even if they have a house that's big enough, generally the rooms tend to be smaller. Mm. Anyway, we're due for another big International Chi update, but we just haven't had a chance to review all the big news lately. Uh, ANMTV posted up about out multimedia gaining the rights for spain a censored tv broadcast and an uncut home release but there's a bunch of other stuff so stay tuned for that we
0: will get to it i know everybody Sancofe is saying hey hey where is it come on post it up a bunch of stuff when are you gonna talk about it we're getting to it just kind of keep forgetting about it you just gotta remind me every week or so so i think with uh news out of the way good batch of news let's talk about dragon ball online Uh, So Dragon Ball Online, I forget when it was at this point that we started hearing about it and was Toriyama going to be involved and wait, they're making it in Korea. Is it ever going to get released outside of Korea? Shonda picked it up for China and who else has it at some point? I think the. Philippines? I don't remember who it is that has Dragon Ball Online at this point. MMOs are not my thing, so admittedly we're not covering it as much as we probably could and should, but the thing that's always grabbed our interest more than anything else was the timeline to the series. The back history that they've developed for this game is just above and beyond what I think they ever really needed to do. It's fleshed out, it's internally self-consistent, and it's pretty astonishing, Uh, just loving this stuff. We've known things in the past about uh, Majin Buu creating a wife for himself named Booby, and these training (laughs) schools and things that Mr. Satan went off to do, but uh, we've got, like I said earlier, this new translation of the timeline that Jake did. So Julian, I think what we're going to (laughs) do in lieu of Jake being here, is kind of go through his translation, remember, from Korean to Japanese to English, so it's going through a couple languages, but we're fairly confident in this translation here. Talk about what goes on in these years and just what we think about these stories. And I think what's fascinating about this is we're talking about this as we're starting our GT review of awesomeness, where the back history and the ongoing story is terrible.
1: Mm. And this is... (laughs) good
0: yeah um jake starts off here i think it's a a good note to make uh goku and bulma first meet in age 749 goku takes off with oop at the end of the series in 784 the first date we have here is age 787 so the dragon ball online timeline starts three years after the end of z so this essentially does replace in a way, Dragon Ball GT. We're not going to talk about what is canon, OMG, what is canonical to what? Not an important question, not really relevant to the discussion here. It's all up to your individual choice and interpretation. We're just going to talk about the events and what we think about them. Julian, get us started. Three years after Goku takes off with Uub, after the 28th Tenkaichi Budokai, what happens?
1: So... The 29th Tenkaichi Budokai is held, Mr. Satan is champion, and Mr. Boo is the runner-up. Mr. Satan's runaway success raises interest in the martial arts, and the Tenkaichi Budokai grows in popularity, making Mr. Satan and Mr. Boo into even bigger stars. I think that's pretty
0: expected at this point, right?
1: Yes. I think so. The next one is something that may not be expected if you're used to the timeline, if you include GT, and that's Dende resolves to seal the Dragon Balls. As the elder Kaioshin said, the Dragon Balls go against the natural order, and with the world now at peace, Dende is worried that their presence may Backfire and lead to disaster.
0: This is something that a GT. Did kind of handle, in a way, It's the repercussions for the overuse of the Dragon Balls. Goku is saying uh, he's, well, him and the Dragon Balls have always been this magnet for evil. So let's at least get rid of one of those.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a sensible thing. Yeah. But it also kind of negates the plot of GT, which is good or bad or neutral. Yeah.
0: All right. Age 790 here. The 30th Tenkaichi Budokai is held. Mr. Satan is champion and Mr. Pooh is runner up. As always, the pair continues to rig the tournament. At least they're uh, being honest here. This is the good one. Mr. Boo divides himself up, creating a female Boo. Mr. Boo had grown envious of the intimacy of human lovers. In Mr. Satan's study, he reads Bob and Margaret's Forbidden Games, a classic of erotic fiction. It influences him to create... Is ideal female Boo. Oh, dear. I love this that Mr. Satan has erotic
1: novels in his study. He probably borrowed them from uh, Muten Roshi. <laughs> Dr. Brief, <laughs> him as well. Or that. Yeah. Everyone.
0: Well, you know what? He's a lonely old man. His wife died forever ago. He's got to keep himself still kicking.
1: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Take us into the next year here.
1: Okay. Age 791, which is seven years after the end of Dragon Ball Z, a child is born to Mr. Boo and Mrs. Boo. Aka Booby Booby. This marks the birth of the Majin race. Boo had read the phrase booby-booby in Bob and Margaret's Forbidden Games. Remembering it, he used it as the name of his wife. Boo breaks off pieces of his own body and forms them into tons of dumpling-like objects. He then fires his love-love beam at these dumplings, creating babies. Afterwards, these descendants of Boo form the Majin race and gain acceptance throughout the world.
0: Now, Jake does have a a little note here about um, previous translations and his wife just being booby. Something about booby-booby and the Korean to Japanese translation?
1: Not sure. Yes, it's possible that the Korean to Japanese may have made something go weird and doubled the name, but we're not really sure. Okay,
0: so we can just call her Booby. I think that works out. Yeah, that works. (laughs) Two years after that, in age 793, Mr. Satan announces his retirement from the world of martial arts. His official reason for retiring so that he can give the next generation a chance. Sounds uh, kind of familiar to... Something Goku said at one point. However, the truth is that after dividing up himself, Mr. Bu had lost interest in the Tenkaichi Budokai, meaning Satan could no longer rig the tournament. So this could be a problem. So, Mr. Yeah. Satan begins managing the Satan Martial Arts Correspondence Course. As a money-making scheme, Satan begins selling videos as a sort of martial arts correspondence course. These videos are really just overpriced rip-offs that use special effects to make Satan look impressive. Something he was always railing against. These special effects and these tricks that people had going on. Here he goes, using them himself. But this is going to come back to bite him in the ass just the next year, though.
1: Oh, yes. So, continuing on, age 794, ten years after the end of Dragon Ball Z, the Satan Martial martial Arts Correspondence course is restarted as the Pan Fighting Network, which features Pan as an instructor. Purchasers of the Satan Martial Arts Correspondence course begin demanding their money back en masse, complaining that the course hasn't made them any stronger. Disgruntled customers f- storm Satan's house, only to be beaten back by Pan, now 15 years old. Pan's handling of the situation becomes big news, and so the Satan Martial Arts Correspondence course is revived with Pan as the instructor. This martial arts course would go on to gain great popularity among the young who saw it as just another sport. There's something about Pon asking Bulma to develop a system for conveying large traffic to a distant location to create a true martial arts correspondence dojo or something like that. What's up with that? I, I guess it's something that came through garbled from the Korean to Japanese translation so he couldn't figure it out. Gotcha. Alright. well, so I guess
0: anyway. We'll work on that at some point. Alright, so age 796. The film The Legend of Satan opens starring Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan ends up being very active as a movie star appearing in all sorts of movies including everything from romance films to action flicks. The Legend of Satan is a thrilling action movie which uses special effects to depict Mr. Satan fighting evildoers with the same kinds of techniques as Goku and company. Though it fares poorly at the box office it gains a cult following influenced by this film some begin studying Pan's system of key manipulation leading to the birth of the martial artist class very nice very nice mr satan getting his groove on in the
1: films. Very nice.
0: I love this next one, Julian. I think this is Dragon Ball through and through.
1: Yes, so, five years later, Son Goku vanishes. Knowing his end is near, Goku leaves Earth with Vegeta so that the two can finally settle their score. Several years later, astronomers note the explosion of a supernova. Possibly this was an aftereffect of Son Goku and Vegeta's battle.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I love it. I mean, this is them. Even though they've settled down, and we saw in the Jump Super Animator special, them just arguing right. over food, this friendly rivalry. If they know the time is coming up on them, this is exactly what they're going to do. Family be damned. We're off to go fight.
1: Right. And this is a good, what, 17 years after the end of Dragon Ball Z, so he's into his... What, they're in the 80s? What, 60s? No. 60s or early oh, 70s? Yeah, I'm
0: thinking of GT when he's in the 60s, and again, we're replacing that, so I'm confusing yes. stuff.
1: W- which seems awfully young, but at the same time, there could be some residual effects from his heart disease or something, I don't know.
0: Oh, geez, the heart disease and the dying couple times.
1: And, yeah, I mean, he, you know, can't have a... His body has he, a there's problem. There's got to be some some horrible muscle degeneration he's got arthritis...
0: Things aren't good. Alright, so age 804, three years after that, Gohan begins researching the martial arts of the past, organizing them in The Science of Key Control. The death of his father, Goku, causes Gohan to reflect on the power he and his father wield, and so he immerses himself in research concerning key, the source of that power. The book, which results from his research, The Science of Key Control, secretly gains a following. One of the articles included in it, Kachin Steel Can Be Cut, later has a big effect on the birth of the swordsman class. I love this. We all knew Go- Gohan was going this way, and I like that he didn't abandon the uh, the power side of things, or he at least yes. turns
1: his research to it. Yes, it sort of fuses the two well fuses yes it sort <laughs> awesome. of mel- melds the two aspects of his personality yeah yeah and um, at the same time firmly does in the supernatural side of things and makes it straight up science fiction yeah yeah apart from the whole afterlife stuff well, anyway that's true
0: <laughs> i like the nod to uh kaioshin z stuff there with the kachin uh, it's yes. uh remember that tried cutting it didn't didn't work out yes. too well good stuff good stuff
1: it's just a, not about a P.O., by the way kachin right right something that's hard
0: i remember when we were talking about the uh, Viz vis release of it what did they call it over over there, like the Klangite, something like that? I don't remember. (laughs) Alright, Julian, the year after this.
1: So, yes, age 805, Trunks and Goten begin practicing key control swordsmanship, helping along the creation of the modern swordsman class. Influenced by the part of Gohan's book which went over how kachin steel could be cut, a certain number of young warriors develop an interest in swords. When Goten and Trunks learn this, they are seized with the ambition to create a super cool school of swordsmanship. Developing their natural potential through intense training, they form the key control swords school
0: neither of these two were big into swords so i think they're just uh businessmen here young entrepreneurs
1: yes well you know trunks always had that sword that he never actually used in canon
0: well we've this trunks anyway we've got movie 13 and the gt opening (laughs)
1: yes and then goten just wants a way to meet girls yeah he's
0: just there yeah that makes sense for him we're skipping ahead 15 years here things just kind of go as they are for a while this is where we start getting into the uh i guess the real meat of the dragon ball online backstory age eight twenty. lots of stuff happening here mr satan dies the earth's king gives him a state burial the cause of his death dot 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 question mark we don't know was foul play involved doubt it Probably just died. Yeah. All right. Let me keep going here. To avenge Frieza, the remnants of his army attack Earth, causing great destruction throughout the world. Frieza's army collapsed after the death of Frieza and his father, Cold. However, some of Frieza's loyal followers who still survived awaited an opportunity to invade Earth and avenge their leader. Because they had not been present when Frieza died, they knew nothing of Goku or Trunks. So when they later investigated the Earth, they assumed that the Earth's mightiest man- Mr. Satan had been the one who killed Frieza and Cold. Knowing they'd be unable to handle anyone strong enough to defeat Frieza, they decided to leave Earth alone so long as Mr. Satan was around. But, learning of Mr. Satan's death, they finally make their attack. Having researched Earth ahead of time, Frieza's remnants attack the planet with aliens impervious both to guns and standard martial arts techniques. The Earth's royal army attempts to fight back, but is completely defeated, and any martial artists who take on the invaders are likewise beaten back. Fortunately, they are saved by Trunks and Goten, who put their key control swordsmanship fighting style into practice. It's from this event that the swordsman class is born. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's just great attention to detail. I think they're doing a great job here. We keep going. West City becomes a capsule city. Frieza's remnants somehow learn that Trunks was Frieza's real killer, and his hometown of West City becomes their next target. Realizing the danger, Bulma works out a way to store the entire city inside capsules for safekeeping. At this time, the Majin, having lost their homes throughout the world, all gather from far and wide to protect West City. Even after the war, some of them continue to live in West City and develop their own unique culture. I like this Hmm. as well. We've always wondered what happens when you store things inside capsules. Well, let's put the entire city inside capsules.
1: Apparently people don't get crushed (laughs) into a bloody pulp.
0: Well, we don't know if they stored the city or the people as well as inside the city. What happens to organic beings inside capsules? Not entirely sure. So, when the Earth is in crisis, the Heroes of the past gather Kamisenian's place and defeat Frieza's remnants. In the end, Frieza's remnants are defeated by Kududin, Han, and the other heroes of the past. Prior to this, they had all hid themselves and tried not to attract public attention. But as a result of this battle, their key control style of martial arts becomes a global topic of discussion. An interesting key grows. Incidentally, Jake says, at this time, just for... Point of comparison, Tenshinhan is 87 years old, Tridin is 84, Gohan is 63, Trunks is 54, Goten is 53, and Pan is 41. Thing I want to talk about here is all of a sudden people are around the world are discovering key control and it becomes a global issue. Um, They kind of filmed, well, ah, filming the arc uh, TV filler versus otherwise, but Cell Game is definitely on TV and Tenkaichi Ichibodoka, lots of people went there and saw Piccolo destroying things and Piccolo took over the world once too. Does no one remember this stuff? We always talk about this. So the people of the
1: Dragon World just dense? They, they just have the attention span of I don't know. Nothing. Small children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. So that's some uh, great back history here. So Julian, tell me the next year, age 821, just a year later after the defeat of Frieza's army.
1: Yes. So having helped defeat Frieza's remnants, Cridin creates the new turtle school. At this point we have to imagine that he looks fairly similar to Kame.
0: Yeah, well, and his GT interpretation probably as well. Get the um, gray hair going on?
1: Maybe a beard. Anyway, with there now being much interest in key based martial arts, as outlined in Gohan's The Science of Key Control, people begin asking Kamesenin to start teaching martial arts again. But Kamesenin refuses, citing his age, and has Kuririn and Tenshinhan take his place. To answer the question of what can earthling warriors do, the two of them create the new turtle school and new crane school. And what do you mean citing his age? (laughs) I know, right? Wasn't he already 300 or something? <laughs> he just doesn't want anyway, to do anything. I'm going to be alone with my porn. <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the century. Anyway, Krenian is keenly aware of the gap in physical prowess between Earthlings and Namekians. Thinking hard about what role humans could play, he finally settles on support. Focusing on ways to weaken the enemy and strengthen one's allies, even in cases where one is not powerful enough to fight the enemy directly. (laughs) The
0: humans are the healers. I love it.
1: Yes. Story of his life, you know. Yeah, yeah. He persuades the new generation of warriors that people are needed to fill such a role in battles against overwhelmingly strong enemies. He had acted in precisely this capacity during many of his battles with Goku and the others, and believes there is nothing shameful about it. Anymore, anyway. (laughs) He sets up his martial arts school in the same town where Goku had first been active. Despite his talk about supporting roles, perhaps in some way he still does consider Goku his rival. Even after Kirin's death, his spirit is passed on through the new turtle school. Note, uh, he has no clue what town they're referring to here. Perhaps they mean Mount Paozu, which is not really a town, but some translation glitch may be to blame. It may also be the towns terrorized by Oolong or the Rabbit Gang or any other place from early in the series. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so we've got the new turtle school here.
1: Han is doing the new crane school. So Han officially establishes the new crane school. During the various battles in the past, Han had been eclipsed by the Scions and Piccolo. He and Kuridin could not be satisfied with this power gap between them and the aliens. Well, while traveling throughout the world and continuing his training, Tenshinhan forms a theory that ki attacks, rather than support, is the key. He remembers how the ki attacks had allowed him to participate in fights with opponents overwhelmingly stronger than himself, such as when he caught Cell off-guard with his ho, or when he contributed ki to Goku's Super Genkidama that destroyed Majin Buu. If one could perfect such key techniques, they could be used to take on powerful enemies that would be difficult to fight on one's own. Shinhan passes these ideas on to the next generation of crane warriors. He sets up his school near the Mountain of Refreshing Scenery, formerly Mount Frypan, the home of Kamesen-nin. Perhaps this was so he could never forget Kamesen-nin.
0: I love that, that note there at the end because uh, seeing we always loved just absolute death was the 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai when Tenshinhan finally has this realization in that conversation with the Kamisenian like you don't have to act this way there's a way to be the better man and still have your pride as a martial artist and uh I think that just shines through here
1: also it's it's um setting up rival schools that aren't (laughs) rivals because they hate each other right. it's just their different philosophies yep. which is good i think yeah yeah um yes and uh, the note down here says it's not quite clear but he thinks the name that they use here is Ryokeizan, or Mountain of Refreshing Scenery, which in the series is supposed to have been Mount Frypan's original name before it caught fire. Uh, so apparently it has regained that name now that the fire was gone, and it is again a nice place, though there shouldn't be any mountains anymore <laughs> either, but whatever. Not sure why the place is called Kamesenin's home. Perhaps it's just referring to Kamesenin's island, which is sort of kind of nearby, but not very. Or maybe in Dragon Ball Online, Kameisening eventually set up shop near what's left of Mount Frypen.
0: Yeah, I think if you're playing Dragon Ball Online, maybe you know more about this than we do, just coming to it from a story perspective. So, I know Kameisening's in there somewhere. Maybe he's hanging out there running a shop, something like that. Alright, so here we go. Age 825. The theme park Booby World opens in South City. The majority of the staff consist of Majin. Booby's world's owner is the rich, kind-hearted Mr. Ame. He was the blind boy who Majin Buu healed long go, and he then went on to work hard to amass a large fortune. Ame always wanted to repay Boo no matter what, but Boo was a big star and always busy at the Tenka Budokai, so he never got the opportunity. Satan's death and the invasion of Frieza's remnants have left the people of Earth with heavy hearts, so to put smiles back on their faces, Ame decides to build a huge theme park. Just like Boo had helped him in the past, now it is his turn to help everyone else out. He therefore commissions Minister Boo, one of Boo's children, to produce the theme park, desiring that the Majin use their powers to to bring people joy. Progress on booby World continues with fun and tasty as the park's main themes. And so the park guards are divided into the fun zone and the tasty zone. Special technology is developed for each section and many Majin are hired as staff. Uh, Julian, do you want to talk Jake's note here just a little bit about the name?
1: Yes. So there's some Korean to Japanese craziness going on. And so he says, no clue what the former blind kid's name should be. So it might not be Mr. Ame at all. Right. The Korean to Japanese Google translation tosses out the kanji for rain or ame. However, there's a part left out from the above that says the kid gave himself that name in order to never forget his gratitude towards Boo for granting him eyesight. So apparently there's wordplay or something in there that's not translating. Elsewhere, the Google translation seems to call him Mr. He... A prefix meaning not or un. This has a somewhat clearer connection to the idea that he used to be blind, but is nonsensical as a name. This is probably something somebody with an actual knowledge of Korean is going to have to explain. I also don't know if Minister Boo is the guy's name or just a Google translation glitch.
0: It does say minasta
1: Boo, right? Mm, Minista Boo. Hmm. Right, but then. we don't we don't know what the Korean of that was. Right,
0: right. Have to go back and check on that. Let me just toss this out at age 826. Yajirobe descends Karding Tower and begins cultivating Senzu down on the Earth's surface. It's a little note there. I think it'll come into play later on. So Julian, why don't you jump a couple years into the future here?
1: Okay, age 834. Majin Manima dies in battle, protecting people from Frieza's remnants. His death has a big effect on the Majin. Those Majin influenced by the Majin Manima become active throughout the world, becoming the ancestors of the new Majin classes. Ultima, Granma, and karma. And note again that it's just a guess with Majin Manima here. The name gets written differently every time it pops up. This could even be the same Minister Boo mentioned earlier.
0: (laughs) All right, so we don't know on that one. What do you think about this? They have their own martyr, the Majin.
1: Well it's often the start of a big thing
0: yep and maybe we'll hear more about it i don't know we'll continue onward here age 851 so again here we're just jumping further and further ahead each time new planet namek is destroyed by mira's army grand elder moody and several hundred other namekians migrate to earth following this namekians take up residence on earth and dende warns the earth's king about mira's army however this information is kept secret from the average citizen as it is feared it would cause a panic at first the namekians live in west city later most of move to Pulunga Rocks in Yunzabit Highlands, but some of them remain in West City and develop their own culture. More great nods to the original source material here with Piccolo and the Yunzabit Highlands. Absolutely loving it. Yes. But here we're introduced. There's a new antagonist out there, Mira, and he's got an army and he's invading. Is he a mummy? Uh, doubt it. Oh, Mira okay. Love it. Uh, Julian, two years
1: later. Yes. So age 853, in response to losing their homeland, and the Namekians on Earth begin training for self-defense. This results in the creation of the templates for the modern Demon Realm Warrior, Magic Warrior, Denden Priest, and Poco Priest classes. It turns out that some of the monsters which Piccolo Daimao spawned long ago still survive on Earth. These had been raised in secret in a laboratory inside Pilaf's castle, and had now naturally multiplied in the wild. Piccolo himself became aware of their existence, but being unable to resolve the situation on his own, he looked the other way. <sighs> After wow. After <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to let this be. After the Namekians have settled on Earth for a while, uh, at Great Elder Muri's suggestion, Piccolo and a few other Namekian warriors capture these monsters. In this way, some Dragon Clan Namekians begin researching monsters and become proficient in a fighting style centered around monster handling. This leads to the birth of the Poco Priest class.
0: Now, I take issue here. Piccolo knows there's stuff going on that he's sort of responsible for in a way. I mean, it's kind of his dad prior self, but he just doesn't even bother this does not sound like piccolo to me
1: yes well this this piccolo is a is I don't an know.
0: old decrepit old namekian at this point i don't know
1: yes at this point he's maybe starting to look kind of wrinkly
0: yeah yeah man this is probably one of the only things that i'm taking issue with so far I he'd send someone else like gohan can you send your brother and his friend to go take care of this for me something like that i don't know all right age 890 is the 100th anniversary of the birth of the majin race uh saying majin race sounds a little redundant to me but i don't know how how else to say it? Uh, in celebration of the centennial, Majin Boo's house, the Majin Boo Memorial Home is built. Jake has a note here. Presumably, this refers to a reconstruction of Buu's original house from the series, kind of like those reconstructions of Abraham Lincoln's cabin. Yes, uh, I remember Boo's home is kind of, oh man, what shape was it? It was like a snail insecty insect-y kind of looking thing with a head.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird.
0: We, we saw his toilet and we saw his bed. It was a great little home, so probably have a reconstruction mm-hmm.
1: here they got a dog dish and a, and a copy of a dog of Flanders and... right
0: let me just take the next one here as well age 910 the 100th anniversary of booby world still hiding out on earth the remnants of Frieza's army begin expanding their influence with booby island as their stronghold oh alright now Julian we're jumping 10 years here
1: age 920 the 100th anniversary of Mr. Satan's death a memorial service is held there is a strong feeling that Mr. Satan should be reevaluated, and so the legend of Satan returns to theaters the latest season. Gai is used to add on even more action scenes. <laughs> Around this time the Satan school breaks off from the Pan fighting network.
0: This reminds me of Dragon Ball the magic begins to Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition.
1: Yes, I think even even more so it's it's the birth of a, a legend. Now that he's no longer around to balance out the inflated yep. sense of self that he cultivates, yep. it's just getting even crazier. Okay, age 940. The egg of evil born from the evil in the hearts of the Namekians who immigrated to Earth is first discovered. Uh, it is placed under a strong seal for safekeeping. Uh oh.
0: This is interesting. I mean, clearly we're getting back to the Piccolo Daimao stuff here and their reproduction, but the egg of evil is it a single egg that multiple Namekians contributed to, or is it just one and kind of the innate hatred within some of them is being absorbed i don't know this one's I'm a little unclear sure. to me
1: namekians what is it with them and yeah right having their evil manifest in physical form
0: oh no it's, it's like their version of the legend of the super saiyan. and every couple hundred years someone's gonna spit out a demon they need
1: anger management classes. <laughs> or know, right age 951 11 years after that the 100th anniversary of the namekians migrating to earth so they've been around for a while People don't sort of freak out every time they see somebody green walking down the street. Right. Age 962, another 11-year jump. The Capsule Corporation History Museum opens, celebrating the 250th anniversary of Capsule Corporation. A history museum covering all human history also opens.
0: Ah, nice. Kind of natural history museum going on. Age
1: 972, the black Namekian Naraka is born from the sealed egg of evil. He gains many allies, and a civil war erupts among the Namekians.
0: does this know here, Jake? This guy may be named after one of the Buddhist analogs of hell?
1: Um, yes. So it might be named after um, Naraka, which is referred to in Japanese as Jigoku or Naraku. Oh, okay. The latter of which may be familiar to you if you've read some other series, perhaps. Right, right.
0: All right, so three years after that, a system of child rearing wherein children are separated from their parents for a time to live in the wild becomes national policy this is great because it's clearly a nod back to gohan being stripped from his family and friends and all right see you in a few months dude hope he's survive
1: yeah thanks piccolo uh
0: jake says there's a little more here which he thinks talks about dende advocating this child rearing policy to the earth's king possibly as a way of finding a savior but he's uh not entirely sure
1: uh somebody who speaks korean please help right i can read hangul but i don't know what it says (laughs)
0: let me just jump ahead here as well age 990 various evil organizations begin to emerge perhaps as a result of the turmoil surrounding the increasing frequency of monsters in the wild so dende has popo stones installed throughout the world. Dende has Udanae Baba install these stones in every region. They allow people to designate the place they return to if they lose consciousness in battle. They then automatically carry people away when they're on the brink of death. So they're writing a reason for spawn points in the series here. I
1: like that. Yes, and having Mr. Mr. Popo do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, with the help of a spirit medium robot, Pilaf's descendant, Hyaya, resolves to carry on in his ancestors' footsteps to take over the world. Uh, Jake's not sure about the spirit medium robot thing, but that sounds like a peel-off sort of kind of thing. Mm, rice. <laughs> I love it. And it is the 200th anniversary of the Majin race. So, Julian, that was age 990 the next year.
1: Age 991, the Red Pants Army is formed and begins working to resurrect the animal human nation. Uh, no, possibly they may be trying to revive an animal hyphen human nation. In other words. A nation of animal people like Ulong, but he's not really sure what they mean by revive. The Earth King in the series is a dog man, but it's not like his kingdom was exclusively animal people. Yeah. So um, my my interpretation is maybe they're racist to look down upon the Majin and the Namekians, yep. but I have no idea.
0: Yeah, that's. That's what my uh,
1: thought would be. Yes. Well, before it was just us humans and animals. What are you looking at me like that for? Anyway, the same year, the Tenkaichi Budokai becomes more and more popular. Due to increasing interest in the martial arts, the Tenkaichi Budokai continues into the present era. In order to allow more young warriors to participate, the current tournament is divided up into youth and adult divisions, again, and there are both single battles and team battles. However... Even after the passage of centuries, the basic rules of the tournament haven't changed and contestants still lose if they touch anywhere outside the ring. Note here it says there's slightly more detailed explanation of the tournament's setup that has been left out here. Perhaps someone more familiar with the game's version of the Tenkaichi Budokai can shed more light on it. So in other words, um, it's not something that's easily understandable unless you understand how the game works.
0: Right. And again, we're coming to this just from a story perspective. None of us have actually played Dragon Ball Online. Alright, so that was 991 here for years later in age 995 showa long betrays capsule corporation and joins paella's gang jake says yet another name he has no confidence in showa seems vaguely close to Shu, though one of pilaf's henchmen so perhaps it's supposed to be a takeoff on that showa long might also refer to two separate henchmen not entirely sure i do remember the name showa appearing up uh, a while back when we first started hearing about this so it's definitely related to that
1: okay next mira invades earth uh, age nine ninety eight his mothership lands on Booby Island and this becomes his base as he invades the past.
0: Ah, he's from the future.
1: Interesting. Uh, So at Dende's request, Piccolo investigates various evil organizations including Mira's army that have appeared throughout the world.
0: So this is more just Piccolo's not doing anything of his own accord. He needs to be ordered around to actually do things. He's old. I don't know about this Piccolo. Uh, Ah, alright, here we go. Age 999. Trunks, now a time patroller, arrives in this era in his time machine. He warns of mira and the danger to the universe this sounds familiar piccolo begins his investigation into the unusual circumstances throughout the world he learns of the red pants army frieza's remnants paella's gang and mira's army returning from his investigation piccolo informs dende of the threat mira poses to the earth at the same time he realizes that at present earth has no warriors capable of opposing this threat now hoping that a savior will appear among the earthlings dende revives the dragon balls he creates multiple sets of dragon balls hoping that by fighting Fighting over them, young warriors will refine their techniques and character. The presence of multiple sets allows for warriors of diverse skill levels to have a realistic hope of completing at least one set and to train with that as their goal. Dende is, however, afraid of the Dragon Balls being misused. And so he makes these new ones weaker than those of old, capable of granting only limited types of wishes. This is kind of strange. Dende's like, here's some Dragon Balls. Go fight each other.
1: I'm going to go set up some game mechanics. See you later.
0: (laughs) But again, they're writing that into the story. I think that's really important. There's a reason for all of this stuff to exist. Even if it's only sorta, kinda written in, it still feels like the Dragon Ball world. And other than Piccolo Mm. being this investigative reporter that doesn't really do anything to earn his keep, uh, everything's pretty good so far, right? Yeah, I think so. You're taking us here into the final year, age 1000, the year that Dragon Ball Online itself actually takes place in.
1: Yes, Age 1000, the setting of the game, a full 216 years after the end of Dragon Ball Z. Among the three races, Human, Namekian, and Majin, many young warriors called new champions appear and continue training and adventuring in order to oppose the various threats facing the Earth. Meanwhile, Mira uses the Red Pants army and Frieza's remnants to seize more and more control of the Earth. In order to become even stronger, he uses a time machine to travel to the past in an attempt to steal Songoku's Goku's DNA.
0: Ah, so he's like... Like uh, Bishop and Mr. Sinister, all in one.
1: And Dr. Ghetto.
0: Yeah, and Gare everyone away too.
1: Guided by Trunks, the new heroes avert the threats posed by the history-warping time-breakers. Thanks to them, it looks as if the multiple diverging histories have safely been repaired back into one. However, the roots of evil still remain within the shadows and crevices of history.
0: And Jake has one more note here. It says, besides repairing the divergent histories, it also says something about the heroes averting the rupturing of time storage. But he's got no clue what that could mean as well. So, again, if you are playing Dragon Ball online and you have a clue, but This sounds more like endgame stuff that I don't know if it's at that point yet either. So we have taken you basically in Dragon Ball Online's back history from the end of Z all the way through the game taking place. We spent a lot of time on this. I just wanted to cover it. Uh, If you're not really, really into the fandom, this is the kind of thing you probably know nothing about because it's so poorly documented elsewhere. And uh, even us at Daizan Ex and Constantai haven't been doing a really good job covering it. So I hope this is a good place for you to start. Before we wrap up the episode here, Julian, again, in light of our coverage of Dragon Ball GT and its story, its ongoing story, and it's even got its own back history at the same time, kind of concurrent with the uh, timeline we know, want to compare it a little bit here to Dragon Ball Online. What are the differences? There's just such a different tone and feeling to it. Can you put your finger on it? What makes this feel different?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I think in some ways, it's just getting back into almost a comedic tone, that there are some very drastic events that happen, but they're relayed in a manner that doesn't make it very hmm, dramatic. It's just sort of like a history record. Somebody opening a book and reading down a page. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that works for what it is, setting up the the tone of the work in general.
0: Yeah, I love how you describe it. It's kind of like the Dragon Ball series itself, where it's got this comedic tone to start things up, and it just slowly evolves over time into the fighting, but at the same time keeping the humor that was there the whole time i think that's what makes dragon ball what it is and i don't know that gt really accomplished that it it tried but that spark there just wasn't there i love how they're tying in all the characters we know and love and even though they're just mentioning little things like unzibit highlands and the kachin it's enough to fool me into thinking it's really well developed i don't
1: know <laughs> right
0: so i guess uh, the big question here is julian is that enough to make you want to play an mmo
1: um i don't have that kind of free time yeah
0: I know. If it were to come out here, I'd probably play it for a little bit. I I don't know that I could get super involved with it. It's the kind of thing where if you're going to be an expert in Dragon Ball Online, it's like you can't do anything else. I wouldn't be able to run the website, do the podcast, or play other video games, anything like that. So uh, I I think we need the Super Dragon Ball Online expert out there to start diving in. Hopefully one that knows Korean as well. So we need someone that's fluent in Korean, enjoys MMOs, has no aspirations to do anything else. a wonderful public speaker so they can come on the show as well and is also probably a decent writer so they can write articles about it if that is you i'd love to hear from you <laughs> all right julian we've gone on long enough we've got some questions that folks have uh, sent out there but i think we'll save them for another time uh before we wrap up the show though we gotta talk about this contest <laughs> Julian, you picked up an extra copy of Psycho Jump. You're the coolest dude on the planet.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. I guess we'll do this just as a random drawing contest. Uh, Let's see. This podcast episode is for the week of February 19th. So let's do two weeks from now. Let's say that you need to have your entries in by Saturday, March 3rd. 3rd at 11 59 p.m. Eastern time. That is your deadline here. All you got to do is send in an email. I know, I know in this age of Twitter and Facebook, it's very difficult to fire up Gmail, whatever Outlook, Thunderbird, whatever you use. Send us an email contest at diezx.com. C-O-N-T-E-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot- Subject line can kind of be whatever you want. Don't really care as long as it says something up there. Julian, what would you like them to say to us in the body? And again, it doesn't have to be anything. But what do we like to read? What should they have?
1: Um, funny story, a poem. How about? A composition of 100 words or less that ends in a pun?
0: I like it. So it's not going to get you any extra credit or extra entries toward it, but I think we'll read, let's say, the five best that we like that come in. So you want a composition, 100 words or less, that ends in a pun. Does it have to be about anything in particular? I mean, Dragon Ball? Is that enough?
1: Anything. Okay. Anything. It it can be about Dragon Ball if they really want it to be.
0: Okay. So you say anything at all.
1: Yeah. All right. There you go.
0: We'll read the five best on uh, two weeks from now on the podcast. Uh, Great. so you win a copy of the March Psycho Jump issue along with its bonus DVD that has episode of Bardock and a plan to eradicate the super science. If you have no idea what we're talking about, latest review on the website right now. You can read all about it. Julian, that's going to wrap us up. This was episode 289. Thanks for staying up late and uh, shooting the shit with me, man.
1: No problem. I
0: know you're ready to go to bed, so why don't you to tell the cool kids where they can find Daisen <laughs> yes.
1: yes, they can find us on the internet. <laughs> Just do a web search. No, um, seriously. You can find us on the internet at dies.com. That's ww.diz.com. You can also find us uh, at, on the Twitter at DIYZX for news and site updates and individually at VegitoEx. Saya Jedi and Mary TOT well she's not here today anyway where was I Uh, Facebook oh yes and Facebook you can find us at facebook.com slash that's
0: right those are all the cool places so we will be in your ears next week episode 290 of our podcast here at EX. Uh, potentially yes. our Dragon Ball GT review of awesomeness number 3 we couldn't quite get it off the ground this week everyone was a little busy with their schedules but uh, hopefully look forward to that next week we'll be talking about G.T episodes 11 12 13 14 15 next five episodes 11 through 15 so julian thank you again for joining us here on the show this week sir
1: yes it's my pleasure
0: and of course we have to thank our buddy jake mr herms over at constantai for doing the grunt work on the korean to japanese to english translation dragon ball online timeline that we talked about this episode you can check them out over on constantai a part of our community as well so uh for everyone my name is mike with gwex www.d-a-i-z-e-x. Dot com. We'll see you next week. Julian, wrap it up.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Daizen Shui the podcast. We hope to catch you next week, and don't forget to send in your entry for the Psycho Jump Contest. disgruntled costumers costumers (laughs) (laughs) oh okay let's start that sentence again